listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. TJ is a, is a VR guy now. What? <laughs> I fucking love VR, man. My PlayStation is in the dirt. I'm never touching my PlayStation ever again. We, we, off, we, off, we off that. If He's I can't in the metaverse. It, I don't want it, bro. My, my computer has just decided I don't own AirPods, despite the fact they are here. And I'm really excited um, about this. What is going on? Was anything good made in 2021? This was really hard for me. I'm That's what me and Royden were just talking about before y'all got on. <laughs> Dex will swear up and down it's been a good year for movies. In the calendar has, year, it's it. been a bad year for movies. What? He has seen the good stuff that nobody's seen yet. So I'm taking his work. Yeah, back. y'all have seen them. seven movies. <laughs> y'all are like, it's a bad year for movies. You have seen <laughs> one more movie. You've seen Belfast and Licorice Pizza. <laughs> one of those is which you hated. And Licorice Pizza is bad. Like I genuinely think licorice pizza, like honestly, maybe Corey Feldman was right all along in Hollywood <laughs> oh, no. because I don't know what's going on with licorice pizza. It makes no sense. Like I'm, I'm less shocked now that the movie exists and more shocked that there has quite literally been almost no dialogue about the age difference of the characters in this film. No, like, no, not even talking about it. It's not even a talking point. Like it's not even a part of the conversation. Meanwhile, I, people are talking about Don't Look Up way more critically than they're talking about Liquor's Pizza, which is insane to me. I listened to a podcast the other day, another film podcast, and they were talking about Liquor's Pizza, and they were literally, like, annoyed that people were bringing up the age difference. <laughs> they were like, oh, I hate fake Twitter outrage. Like, where, why aren't y'all talking about the age difference in Red Rocket? That's way worse. I'm like, fam, nobody's fucking seen Red Rocket. Red Rocket is about? exactly two theaters in Los Angeles, and you gotta like pay a bridge. Bro, bro no one's seen Red Rocket. Red My Rocket problem. made fifteen dollars at the box office. Like, what are you My talking problem about? is, is that in like twenty years, men's rights activists are gonna use licorice pizza as like a I'm rationale for their entire movement, uh, and I'm gonna be like, this was that's bold. going to happen. That's going it's to happen. gonna happen. Like. Happen. they're gonna be like see people don't care about men's pain i'm gonna be like you know you're right like i i don't know what to do about it either. <laughs> if you're hearing yeah, that voice we are uh you know starting off every podcast or ending every podcast with licorice pizza talk but uh, we had to bring in uh we had to bring in caitlin zeller for this uh this riveting top five films of and tv shows of 2000 you know what let's just do licorice pizza we're we just gonna do that film now i saw it again last i haven't night. seen it uh, not of my own volition. I, I showed up to a movie late. They wouldn't let me sit in the movie I wanted to go see, which was Sing Two. And so they were like, "Oh!" <laughs> and I was, I was with, I was with someone 
And so they were like, oh, we're going to go see, uh, we got licorice pizza. And she was like, oh, I've been hearing good things about this film. And I didn't have the heart to tell her, like, this shit's about to be weird as hell. And I saw it again. And within five minutes, she was like, wait, this isn't what this movie is about, is it? And I said, oh, yes, it is. This is exactly what this film is about. Uh-huh. It's all that it's about. <laughs> this is literally all that Nothing else. They trick you by putting David Bowie in the trailer and you're like, this is going to be cool. And then you forget that David Bowie tricked us all for a very long time as well. And you're like, this movie was transparent all along. Uh, uh, it's so are, bad. We are yes, doing, uh, this is going to be a joint venture with our uh, with another podcast, Don't Look Up, but uh, we are doing top five films and uh, or TV shows of 2020. We are rejoined by long lost son, daughter of the podcast the prodigal daughter the prodigal daughter of the podcast uh caitlin zeller joins us again caitlin how you been you doing all right making it like all of us <laughs> every time people ask me that i'm like i've been listening a lot to fiona apple lately so like oh, good. No. like i'm doing really poorly um but I did get in, I've been having like really good luck with law school admissions lately, which has been like shocking. By the way, I'm applying to law school. I'm killing it somehow, which tells me I did not come off as unstable as I thought I did when I submitted my personal statement. But, um, cause I was like, I sound like a rise and grind frat boy who like only does work. And I was like, I don't know how to like, I was like, I, I get up every morning. I study the constitution. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for a while in my hinge profile, I had like a thing where they were like, tell us a fun fact about you. And I thought that like, I could convince people I was cool and edgy and like a manic pixie dream girl. If I said that I listened to Supreme court cases while I worked out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what they like. That's what they, and they loved it. But to real people, obviously that sounds insane because that's it is insane. definitely some like legally blonde four shit right there. That's going to be in the new movie. <laughs> that is Fight Club 2. Fight Club 2 starts with a guy working out two uh, podcasts about the Supreme Court. That's literally how the movie starts. <laughs> well, and they would immediately be like, what's your favorite Supreme Court case? I'm like, Jared, you don't know anything about the Supreme Court. I could just make up something and you'd be like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I always brought up the, um, I did uh, Lawrence v. Texas for every one of them and then made them look up Lawrence v. Texas and they were like, oh, sodomy. Cool, thank you. Like... <laughs> Tej is nodding his head because he knows, like, this is turned into law talk on the one take podcast. <laughs> I don't. I'm not here. Dex and I, dumb, dumb people, just, are like, just yeah. The sodomy case. He's All cops are bad. Some Lawrence Little sodomy. It's just a light amount of sodomy. It's a fun case because they claim to this day the two people in it that were uh, convicted of uh, doing sodomy. Um, they claim to this day that while they are gay and have committed sodomy, they were not trying to do they that. They were not trying to do that at the time. Yes. Yeah. They're like, I know I'm not attracted to that dude. Like <laughs> a cop literally thought that they were gay because there was like a Madonna poster in their room or something while they were fighting. It was very bizarre and like oh. really homophobic, but anyway, like top five film. <laughs> Top five. Oh, we're off to a hot start with Caitlin Zeller back on the podcast. Top five films of 2021. Um, this is going to be a calendar year, by the way. So even if it okay. um, so even if it won Oscars in the past Oscars, if it came out and was watched in 2021, uh, you can include it in this as well. Or you can include a TV show that you liked as well. But we're going to go. Let's go. Caitlin 
T. Droiden Dex. Caitlin <laughs> T. Droiden Dex. And this isn't a draft. We'll just kind of go in order. But Caitlin, what was your number five film or TV show of 2021? So I definitely did this mostly TV because I wasn't aware films came out this year. Right. Um, so so i'm gonna start with Ginny and georgia um netflix tv series gilmore girls but with violence and murder and like even sexier people it's very good getting a season two it's it's just like on it and it's like about like people from texas too which means it's like superior Mm -hmm. so good good times Ginny in Georgia. Ginny in Georgia. I wanted to, inc- I want to say, I wanted to include Secession in this, but because it's a TV series that's been going on for forever, I didn't feel like I could count its third season. Teach would say otherwise. Oh, yes. oh, yes, you can. Okay. You could have. We wouldn't have fought you. But well, anyway. I'm just going to bring up the fact I did feel like including Secession, but. Ginny in Georgia. I have, like, there's so many Netflix shows that, that, just get thrown to the ether it's amazing that any of them ever get seen to be completely because i uh, to be honest i've never heard of this show it was really popular for people that liked gilmore girls um for a little bit so like it's very gilmore girls but like angstier like it's just an angry version of gilmore girls the algorithm found you yeah, I did because okay. I was watching Gilmore Girls like for like 20 days straight and they were like, how are you <laughs> Let's switch it up here a little bit. Yeah. It came cool. out in February of 2021. This is a major throwback right now. Yeah. <laughs> a Netflix show from a year ago. Who thinks about those? I didn't know when it came out. I almost said Queen's Gambit like 80 times during this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like that must have been this year (laughs) when it reaches March of 2022 I'm really gonna come out of a hole like in Jumanji and be like are we sure like what what year is it (laughs) 2020 extended edition (laughs) a bunch of the things I have in here are just later 2021 because I wasn't sure when they came out so anything that was past October I felt certain about but anything before the month of October gets really fuzzy so I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, and also, we'll, we'll have to clarify on this because there's stuff that was like delayed a thousand months and like HBO Max has thrown off everything. It's just a shit show, man. But uh, Warner Brothers will pay for their crimes. Bottom five company of 2021. Facts. Whoa. Let's rank companies. <laughs> <laughs> Top five companies. Bottom five, Warner Brothers. (laughs) We'll start talking about some tornadoes. All right, Teej, number five. All right, I got about eight pieces of media (laughs) that I need to decide how they slot in. But for my number five movie, I'm going to go King Richard. Um, It's going to be nominated for Best Picture, pretty much. Or even if it's not, Will Smith is absolutely the leader in the clubhouse for Best Actor. Mm -hmm. Kind of like an actor showcase. Super good feelings. I have admitted on this podcast that my feelings about the movie are a bit uh, skewed because I've literally watched it in the perfect setting. I watched it at a black Thanksgiving with a whole bunch of black people and there were, my grandma was there and my nieces and nephews were there. So like the older people who knew parts of the story and then like my literally my nieces who didn't know any parts of this story pretty much. They just knew who Serena Williams was and who Williams, Williams, Williams was. So I had a cool experience watching it. Uh, totally well done movie. Uh, not a perfect movie, but like a literal perfect actor showcase for an actor that we've been literally begging to do something interesting for the last like decade. 
So yeah. uh, that's going to be my number five. Yeah, it's going to probably – at this point, I, I want to say he's the favorite so far. There may be something like I, – I think that's that's the biggest – he's going to be the biggest favorite once the odds come out. He's going to be yeah. the biggest favorite on the top of awards. Like, he, yeah, it looks like he doesn't be... even have a natural, like, second. Like, we don't even – like, he's going to be way, way out in front. Kind of like uh, what's-her-face was, uh, Olivia Coleman was when when uh, she, she won. It was like everybody kind of knew, like, this is happening. Or same with Nicole Kidman with the wife, even though nobody ever saw the wife. As soon as people watched it, they were like, oh, she's going to win Best best Actress. And, of course, that's about Um, He's yeah. going to get an King Oscar. King Richard is for... the only one that people have, like, seen. Right. Denzel Washington, obviously, for Tragedy of Macbeth, like, that's going to be a thing. But regular people aren't going to watch that. Everyone so keeps what? trying to talk. <laughs> Everyone keeps trying to talk me into seeing it, all my art friends. And I'm like, I, too, want to see this and be drunk on wine and, like, pretend I really understand Care. all the care about Shakespeare but I just I taught Shakespeare I don't care like I just care about that like I don't are crazy I'm Denzel Shakespeare I'm gonna be drunk off red wine uh in a in a a song in a like I'm gonna be I cannot fucking wait I I don't understand I'm hyped honestly I don't understand like I literally don't know what it translates to the main selling point for me is I don't know if there is actually anything sexier than Denzel Washington speaking in like kind of like Shakespearean like English. Like I think there are like fan like fan fiction that has been written about that exact moment. So that'll be fun. But he did, like uh, he did much ado about nothing, right? Back in the nineties. Did you much ado? Yeah, I think he did with Kenneth Branagh back in. That also. Uh, I cannot wait. He gave I, me a Cohen brother, Denzel Washington and black and white i just have to be there i have to be involved like i can't get it all in black and white i hate everything i have to see this one way or another it's either going to be fucking incredible or it's going to be awful i have to experience it and i'm pretty sure it's going to be incredible so. i'm a coen brothers stan so i was already going to be there no matter what this movie was going to look like in the trailer or who was in it but then it was denzel i had to be there i have no choice he was don pedro and much ado about nothing uh <laughs> back in 1993 the one with uh where they have keanu reeves do an english accent he was, he was also in the quintessential shakespearean film man on fire very true <laughs> oh yeah very shakespearean <laughs> many have said this uh will smith's gonna win an oscar for farting and running on screen i love it um all right so my number five film i'm gonna go i i, I just there's there's a few on my list that like you know very few people saw i feel like but also I kind of got to go with throwing some films that I think everybody saw. And I, I saw this and we did a review on it. The Mitchells versus the Machines is one of the best times that I've had watching a movie this year. A lot of fun. It was like, obviously, it's. I don't think it's the best animated film that came out in 2021. Not by a long shot. Uh, has a decent chance to win this year because Ryan the Last Dragon was nominated last year. But um, Mitchells versus Machines was genuinely like heartfelt and funny and like... Mm-hmm. It's like ADD the movie, but like it is definitely <laughs> it is definitely worth watching if you have kids. And and also it's like it's by the same people kind of that made uh, Into the Spider-Verse and you can see some of that. But yeah, I, I genuinely la- la- like laughed out loud and had a really good time watching that movie. The only problem with that movie is that it was a little too long. If it yeah. was just a touch shorter, it would have been a perfect movie. hear about this film. Like, it, was, it was a big Netflix money thing. Oh, weird. It's good. They lost, they lost a ton of money, I think, on it, too. But, like, it, it, cause it would have, like, those animated films print money. And they just, I don't even think they even released it at all in theaters. Um, no. 
but yeah it was genuinely it was genuinely very fun um and especially the uh live your life scene at the very end of the movie if you haven't seen that amazing was yeah it's it's heartfelt and fun and cute and i i really really appreciated that movie when it came out because it was bleak when it came out we were looking for anything to do and then later in the year disney made the same fucking movie called ron's gone wrong (laughs) Yeah, they literally did. Yeah, <laughs> the same movie, and everyone was just like, "Okay, whatever." Hey, you know what people are really into right now? AI, get on it! <laughs> All right, Dex, two picks. All right, so my number five film is going to be one that did win Oscars. At well, the actually, of the year. do you want to do five? Sorry, I'll do, do five. Do five, and then we'll go back to Caitlin to do four, and just go back down the order. It's not really a draft, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Because we're allowed to duplicate, right? Yeah, like yeah. Do, do five. We'll go back to Caitlin for four. We, we, could, we could streamline this. If, if someone says a movie or a TV show that you also have on your list, just note it for your list, and that'll make it shorter. So we have to yeah. do blurbs on the same movie four times or three times. Later. <laughs> Dex, okay. number, number five. Movie that won Oscars earlier this year. We did an episode on it. Absolutely incredible content. Judas and the Black Messiah. I fucking uh, love yeah. that movie. Big fire. <laughs> that shit that's, was so good. <laughs> that's my, that's number, my number two. That's my number two. Same. I'm with Roy. Okay. Yeah. I, two is fair. Honestly, I was out of time I thought, where to put it within the top five. I thought that movie came out in 2020. It feels Everyone like it did. did. Yeah. But it was, it, it, it it was, was late the, 2021. Like, yep, March. Yep. Okay. Because the Oscars were in April. Sorry to step on your toes, Dex. But because the Oscars were late in April... They're yep. like, we'll count it. We need something, please. All right. And they needed it. <laughs> and it was fucking good. <laughs> it was a, like the first good HBO Max movie, maybe the one of like three Only? good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, obviously, Daniel Kaluuya's performance, fucking incredible. Instantly classic, iconic, legendary. Gave us everything and more. I actually liked Lakeith Stanfield in it. Jesse Plemons, I hated a minute because he was so fucking good. You're right. Like, <laughs> the movie was amazing. Incredible I watched it racist. twice that first weekend I it came like out. So Jesse Plemons may have been made, unfortunately, to play belligerent racist, which yes. I think is a really horrible thing to be born to play. But he it was looked, so amazing. He, he was born. Over. He was born in like Mark, Texas, and he looks like he looks. He was yeah, born he looks to play the way he looks. That's, you know. <laughs> I, I completely believe he was born there. I'm yeah. like, yeah, of course he was. No, he was. <laughs> yeah. No. He looks like he looks. That's he was born to play that role and he did That's it well. So sad. <laughs> Meth Damon. <laughs> Him and his wife are just perfectly matched people. Like I feel like they <laughs> you hear about people out kicking their coverage or whatever. Not them. They perfectly met each other right where they are they just perfectly suitable attractive levels for each other it's amazing i've never seen anything like it is prettier than him i don't i do not (laughs) i I think they are on the same level of attractiveness i like i don't think either of them is like ugly it's just like oh i find jesse difficult to look at (laughs) 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 so i'm like a little offended (laughs) for kirsten Oh man, damn, damn. <laughs> anyway, <Wow. laughs> he doesn't have eyebrows. Oh man, all right, Caitlin, follow that up. Number four, 
All of mine are TV except for two. Um, okay. That's only good because I don't watch TV. That's fine. <laughs> All I watch is TV. Um, Mayor Beast Town. Uh, hey. But was phenomenal. I love a good mystery. She's, it's actually really well constructed. I think the only person that called what the ending was going to be was like literally Stephen King. So I think if Stephen King's the only person that can tell what your ending's going to be, that's a pretty good setup. Um, I liked it. It also like fills that true detective season one hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a very similar vibe to that TV series and like true detective couldn't even replicate it in season two. So I don't know. Really good. Also her accent at times is very good. The water. And- <laughs> <laughs> but she's British. I don't really know what we're expecting. So yeah, I didn't think that came out in 2021 another thing that feels like came out in 2020 but i was fucking riveted that was incredible it was content. it was prime time it, hbo did it again with the like appointment viewing on sunday nights <laughs> watching kate winslet do whatever she's doing like she's... try to arrest her ex-husband like that's what we're trying to <laughs> which i'm like hell yeah and then like screw a writer who just comes into your town is like, like that has nothing else to do with the story isn't involved in the crime at all i kept being he must be the murderer because there's no other point for this character. I'm going to spoil the fact he's somehow not the murderer. Like, At I all. don't know how this is true. That doesn't spoil anything because I think no one else thought he was the killer except for me. They but did the I- same thing with the undoing. We were all like, it's got to be the sketchy friend. Like, she sucks. <laughs> she got to be the murderer. Like, no, that has nothing to do with anything. Dude, I don't get it. They're like, we're going to put this person in here. <laughs> Like, this actually, like, a good person? What? No, and then she just treats him bad. And I'm like, I can only feel okay with you treating him bad if he ends up being the murderer. Now I just don't like you. Like, yeah, she was a piece of shit, but that was an incredible TV show. Uh, it was so good, though. All right. Uh, Tej, number four. All right. So I think number four, I'm going... Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm going the harder they fall. Uh, we did a we did an episode on it. Incredible content, uh, just absolutely amazing performances. The movie looked great. The jokes landed. It was extremely violent, and I don't necessarily care that it was a lot of Tarantino ripoffs because Tarantino was fucking awesome. And this movie <laughs> was fun as shit. And I was lucky enough to see it in a movie theater uh, when I saw it, and that made it even better. The first time I saw it was on a movie screen. And I just really enjoyed it. So I got that as my number four. Idris Elba in his bag, for sure. <laughs> um, it was genuinely just one of the most entertaining. Like, it was actually entertaining. You know, I feel like we, it, we've we had some superhero films and stuff, that, but we've had, like, a just a, just not, like, not enough, like, just genuinely just entertaining. Really entertaining. Yeah, yeah, stuff that doesn't have a message or doesn't have anything like that. It was like, it was just like, nah, it was just like black cowboys are going to shoot people. And it was fun. We got a beef. Yeah. Like, we'll it was beat fun. the dude's gold teeth out of his mouth. <laughs> like, <this shit> is <laughs> dope. I almost put the harder they fall on here, but I just couldn't quite find room with a couple other things that I have on here. But yeah, it, mm, I, I wrote a review on it. You can go find it on Apollo HOU, but it was, it was genuinely like just entertaining as hell, man. Brought uh, Westerns back. Westerns are back. If you didn't know, now you know. Um, There's the a fuck power of the dog, though. Fuck I was going to say, isn't there a Benedict Cumberbatch Western? <laughs> it's not even a Western. It's not even a Western. It really isn't. There's no gunshot, nothing. It's, it's just vibes. Uh, 
Well, it's Benedict Cumberbatch playing a cowboy. Did you think there was going to be like shooting? He's going to sit Maybe. there and laugh. <laughs> Anything cool? <laughs> He's just going to have him. fun. No. There, there's just... a 100% chance this film is being nominated for Best Picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It'll be like... nominated for like 12 Oscars. I hope it doesn't win any fucking thing. Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch doesn't have fun when he plays Doctor Strange. <laughs> I don't really know what fun we were going to yeah. have with him as a cowboy. No, it wasn't. Uh, it, this movie, He's just, if you haven't seen the movie, I wrote a, also wrote a review on that. He <laughs> was genuinely like, and uh, just a dickhead the entire film and just the most unlikable person on the entire planet uh and so yeah tough hang that movie you Bye. gain nothing you feel nothing you learn nothing it's a waste of a movie don't watch vibe. it it's just a vibe <laughs> it's just a bad montana vibe. just gay cowboys and montana wilderness that's what it that's is all that's it i kristen dunce and jesse plemons are also there <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> are they uh, the gay cowboys? No, <laughs> that would have been a better move. <laughs> uh, my uh, my number four is uh, Invincible, the TV show that came out on Amazon. Oh Prime. man, that was so good. Um, kind of got lost, like like people really people watched it. I think a lot of people watched it. They they did the weekly release schedule. Like they reinvented TV, like Disney Plus. Um, y'all live tweeted that shit every fucking week. <laughs> yeah, that's Invincible. the only thing people clicked on Amazon Prime uh, video for all fucking year was either to watch the boys or to watch Invincible. Yeah, so we know now that people like Amazon. If you give us something good, we will go to your app, even though we hate going to different apps because everybody was watching Invincible. And the shit was also fucking people talk about HBO Max. It's like if you've been to the Amazon app. Garbage uh, sucks. <laughs> Awful. The interface on Amazon. You have a billion dollars. Fix your interface. What is going on? Yeah, but they have all of Murder She Wrote in Colombo, and I don't have to pay for Peacock. So I, I will say that. Yeah, somebody pointed this out to me the other day. Amazon has literally everything. Everything. Like it. it like a lot of these things don't have old, older things. Like even past like 1980. Like there's nothing on Netflix. But like they're, they're like, hey, you want it? We got like we got I Love Lucy. All the seat, all of them. We got it. <laughs> and if you're like me, where it's like, if you have a panic attack, the only thing that can cure it is watching Columbo because there's something about Peter Falk coming back and going like another thing that makes me just go like, oh, I can yeah. breathe. Um, Very relatable. Like, <laughs> many okay. people, many people have said this. I think a lot of people's happy places are Columbo, but. <laughs> is that something like a Nick at night? Like when you would like just be up late at night, you're like, I gotta, I gotta watch some like. Colombo. It was on TV land. <laughs> TV land. Oh. Oh, a relic. Fucking <laughs> Colombo, and then Hot in Cleveland would come on. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. to my girl. Um, all right, Dex, number four. All right, number four. I'm going to go with. I, haven't, I watched this movie the one time in theaters. And if I think about it too much, I probably won't like it as much as I did that first time. But I'm gonna still pick it anyway. Last night in Space Soho, Jam, that shit Space Jam. was fun as fuck. Space Jam, <laughs> Space Jam. yeah. Space Jam too. Four best movie of 2021. Like actually, the surprise pick. I'm choosing Space Jam. Uh-huh. I just really connected with LeBron James's fake son. So. <laughs> I connected. I connected with. Uh, 
what's his face as an AI in that in that Don, Don Cheadle as the AI. Goat. The desexualization of Lola Bunny was an important step in feminism, though. So I am. <laughs> <laughs> if you Big say so. Today. <laughs> I'm so glad. Many many men would disagree online with you, actually. I don't care what men have to say. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Go <laughs> online. There were some heathens out in the streets when they when they released what <laughs> Lola Bunny rioting. They're like, Ugh. where are her bunny boobs? Like, <laughs> we need those. It's fine. Uh, and then, but Speaking sorry, of women last... I would have sex with though Anya Taylor Joy in Last Night in Soho. <laughs> <laughs> She did, the a, thing, she did the thing again where we're like, is she? No, she absolutely absolutely is after that movie. I was like, there's no fucking debate. I don't know how this was a question. I don't know what they did in Queen's Gambit to make it questionable, but it's all there. And also, she's just really good. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, a very good actress. She's a very good actress. I, incredible. And also Thomas and McKenzie. She got next. She's 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 the next guy next been that for a while though if you haven't ever seen without a trace uh i think that's on amazon as well yeah it's it's genuinely uh genuinely very good it's like her first big sort of foray i saw her in jojo rabbit and then she showed up in power of the dog for like 20 seconds for whatever reason and i saw her in last night in soho and i'm like yeah thomas and mckenzie she got next after florence pew's next the um yeah, she was in last night, or uh, The Power of the Dog, for no reason. No reason. What an underuse of her in that movie. I just Yeah, <laughs> what was that character even for? <laughs> Fuck that movie. Okay, enough of that talking about that movie. We talk about our worst of the year, too. Also, uh, last night in Soho just looks incredible. Like, the colors and shit. I, like, I know it's, it. I it's very childish of me to be like, ooh, neon lights that change colors. <laughs> but also, she was dope. <laughs> You got a good ass TV seeing some fucking flashing neon lights and Anya Taylor Joy just sitting there vibing in the fucking 1960s and shit. You're like, this is amazing. And it was. I mean, that's accurate. That's why people like Blade Runner. Like, it's the same thing. Like, no, that's really valid. All right. uh, Back to you, Caitlin, number three. This is my last TV show. Um, I'm going to go only murders in the building. Yes. Um, so good. So good. Um, everyone in it's phenomenal. And like, it's so self-critical of like what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And Selena Gomez is actually a good actress in it. Which Okay. I yeah. Thought. This is a Selena Gomez joint. I yeah. She's genuinely really good in it. It's her and Steve Martin and Mar- uh, Martin Short. That got really confusing for me for a second. Martin Sheen. Anyway, and they're just all really great in it. And the ending kind of catches you by, I think, genuine surprise. Like I, the person that's the criminal is not really who I expected to be it. So it's a good mystery in that sense, but it makes sense to how they uh, like tie together. I almost put that on here. It's a, for, take it for what it's worth. It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like everyone loved that show, which is. I have crazy. never heard a bad thing about it. They really. had a really amazing episode too, that was done completely silent. And it's like the first time I've seen a show do that successfully, because I know it's been kind of a gimmick, I think lately to try to do silent episodes um or whatever especially if you have like a deaf character on the cast but like they actually did it really really well and like i think it was extremely well executed it's the hawkeye subliminal i'm hearing right now <laughs> i felt like it was a it was a shot at bojack bojack horseman who also had an amazing silent episode okay no bojack horseman silent episode is actually good i love the underwater sequence looks yeah, so good 
the way that they they mix dark comedy in that but never take it too seriously is actually really uh, i i really enjoyed that because it's like oh is it supposed to be dark when we're watching steve martin like be tranquilized or whatever you know what i mean and he's just kind of doing his like comedy bit and then like like falling around and he can't say you know it's just it's really like it's very steve martin and martin short uh, like yeah. if you enjoy their comedy but yeah it's very good cannot uh, recommend a hulu show worth watching who would have known another platform that one of like two ever yeah. like yeah hey bros don't sleep on hulu they got fire over there they do but nobody's fire. going to hulu <laughs> um that's another app that kind of stinks as well in terms of their interface I hate their interface it. is bad i pay for hulu and i still get ads mm-hmm. i don't Fuck i don't hate it. i don't understand but it's but you got to pay for hulu without ads disney's getting that money one way or another what, what app has the best interface is there one that we're like netflix. that's actually good netflix, netflix has netflix a great interface, interface. Netflix. I love Netflix. Netflix Maybe I'm frustrated by Netflix because they like lie to you. They'll see that you're searching for a movie and they'll be like, we don't have it, but we're not going to tell you that. We're going to show you a bunch yeah, of other well, shit. We're like, just going to show you a bunch of other shit. <laughs> I always get my hopes up that they have it because it shows up in the fucking search. And then yeah. it's like, but did you actually mean bring it on this planet? Not bring it on like a rare k-pop drama like is this what bring it on this planet coming to wb this this (laughs) did you mean this random obscure nickelodeon show (laughs) instead of the popular leonardo dicaprio movie sure (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think it's netflix i just think i think the smoothness of of netflix does it for me because like you go to like hbo max and stuff and like yeah they they've kind of gotten better but but it's like it's just laggy and like refuses to rewind <laughs> yeah awful man oh they got i will say netflix has the scrolling thing like down pat they they want and i think it's probably probably disney plus is actually really good as well too but they I like have disney plus too some rewind problems yeah, it came out broken but they i think they fixed it came out broken. They figured it out it came out broke uh tiege number three i'm gonna cheat here i was trying to decide whether i was gonna cheat at number one or cheat at number three actually no i'm gonna cheat at number one i'll, I'll do number three alone I'm sure other people have this on their list. I'm taking Spider-Man at number three. I am uh, taking Spider-Man we, at number three as well. We've talked a lot too. about the film. Uh, it, it's obviously incredible. Uh, it it uh, plays on our nostalgia, and that's the easy way to get me in the pocket. I am a Disney fanboy. Uh, I serve my mouse overlords. I have watched yeah. every piece of MCU content this year. I'm up to date on all the shows. I am up to date on the movies. Uh, Spider-Man... I had the highest expectations in the world and it still lived up to them. I'm thinking Spider-Man number three. Incredible it, movie. It really was like, yeah, uh, the more I, the further I get away from it, I think the more holes I've been picking on in on it because I'm a bad person. But like the, the thing <laughs> with that is like, it still tickled a part of my brain that it was like, Oh, I need, I need more. Let me go again. Like, it was just like, it just, it tickled something that I, I, I scratched an itch that I needed about going to the movie theater and i think that's that's well worth having at number three on my list i felt the other way Royden, because i went and saw it a third time with somebody who hadn't seen it yet and the third time i was like this is this is even better than i remembered it being <laughs> like not in terms of like an experience obviously it was like two weeks after it came out like it wasn't hyped up and shit in the theater but like just actually watching it i was like oh yeah this is good even when people aren't like cheering for everything in front of me like this is just Cool. My, my one complaint that I did have a problem, like that I did kind of like go back and pick holes in it, is that 
a podcast that I listened to that I actually liked the film, but they, they're like a, a comic book podcast. And they said, it looks like they filmed it in a shoebox a little bit where they're like, <laughs> where they're like, yeah, this is definitely on like some green screen stuff. And there's like three people on camera at a time sometimes like, yeah, this was filmed during COVID. Maybe that's nitpicking, but yeah, that's my only kind of like complaint that I go back and look at it, but who cares? You're making a billion dollar movie in the middle of COVID. I don't know how else you do it. I'd rather know like, oh, this was filmed during COVID because like there's only three people on this because they're protecting yeah. people than to watch a film and be like, I think this was filmed during COVID, but I can't tell. Like, it looks like they threw a giant house party in the yeah. middle of New York. Weird. <laughs> they actually asked for their entire cast to not be vaccinated. They were like, what if The director specifically said, if you come on set, you have to spit in my mouth. And they were like... <laughs> <laughs> oh they invited uh, all oh. the capital rioters to film this what i was just, when you got to the spin your mouth part i was like so tarantino is doing another film <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god no it's that those are those are toes yes, sit on my feet. <laughs> yeah uh all right jesus this is gonna get off the rails uh dex number three number three we've talked about this movie a lot on this podcast because it flopped so fucking hard but I really fucking liked it. I'm going to go with The Last Duel. Okay. A, a movie y'all haven't seen. I mean, no one has seen. No one has I'm, seen. I'm I going was, to see it. I'm going I was to one see of 17 it. people who saw this movie in a movie theater. And yes, there were two rape scenes. Yes, I, I know I'm a bad person. However. <laughs> this, that is an insane. <laughs> However. Did you just yada yada rape? <laughs> I did that not. <laughs> I'm a bad person. However, Ben Affleck and Adam Driver hanging out in the 1300s and shit was incredible content. Matt Damon being a cuck in 1300s, incredible content. And also <laughs> Jody Comer just being this, you know. She's woman who is fighting for her life basically throughout the 1300s incredible content and they told the story in a really interesting way it's like they give you all three perspectives kind of back to back to back so you see some of the same events three times from different perspectives you see new events it's all really cool people should have went to the theater and seen it but you know the company did the worst marketing of all time and so me and 16 other people saw it but it'd be like that sometimes. Still incredible. You should watch it whenever it streams, wherever it's going to stream. So <laughs> it, hurts, it hurts Six. me that nobody has mentioned House of Gucci yet. This hurts my feelings because I didn't put it on my uh, list before. Well, uh, your feelings are just going to have to be hurt, buddy. <laughs> it hurts yeah, my that, feelings. that ain't making my end of the year. You know, I, I wanted it to be on my list so bad. I tried so hard. As he much as I love that movie. <laughs> no, it's not tough. The about. only scene that does deserve like actually an Oscar, though, she's like, I don't know. Consider myself a particularly like a something person. I am fair. Like, and she just sounds like a Russian mob boss the yeah. entire time. <laughs> that was my favorite I, criticism of the film is that an accent coach was like, "What is she doing?" I need a Lady Gaga mob movie where she is the head of the mob. I need it immediately. Absolutely, I, I fucking need it. I just don't understand how Lady Gaga screwed up an Italian accent when every interview she's ever been in, she leads with, as an Italian-American, I feel like this. And I'm like, you let us all down. Like, 
Um, excuse me, Caitlin. You're she treating Italians like a monolith, what? and I need you to not do that. Okay. <laughs> you don't know I'm how sorry. all Italian people sound. So as a, don't, as don't an Italian respect. person, I'm sorry, um, Dex, as an Italian person, we are a monolith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all think the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. All right. Um, let's see. Back to Caitlin, number two. Um, I'm going to go with this one, not because I actually think it's like the most amazing film ever, but because I watched it in a context that made it kind of amazing. So I want, uh, I'm going with the French dispatch, uh, Wes Anderson's French dispatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that no one has seen also, by the way, yeah. I, I liked it. It's kind not of, even Dex seen this film. I didn't even see that. One. I liked it. I think it's basically just a bunch of like vignettes that were kind of like really cute and very Wes Anderson. And like, it's not his best film, but it's his most Wes Anderson film. If that makes any sense. Hmm. It's like truly his most stylistic where I think he's really getting a handle at what he wants to do. And one of the vignettes, uh, the first one is particularly good the one that's set in a prison is just like actually very good I wish he had made it into a longer film but I watched it in a film festival where I was um, very drunk the entire time and I watched it in between the 1980 film uh, Cat People in which a woman turns into a cat but only when she has sex Whoa. <laughs> and a film called Possession, in which it's about a divorce, but it's also about a woman who has sex with a tentacle monster. Um, you were watching and- hentai and the of water. And then it was just the French Discraft country. <laughs> and I just really appreciate the placement of the French Dispatch in relation to those other two films because it was just innocent and nice and i could kind of not think that really is like the pitch meeting that they had all three of those movies you just described for lovecraft country season two and hbo <laughs> was like nah like <laughs> we're good <laughs> you're like what if we actually broke up the whole season and made it into three films <laughs> in one is a bunch of vignettes of like stuff that doesn't even interconnected <laughs> They aren't okay. connected. <laughs> so on the French dispatch, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are are we ready to do we have a final answer on Timothy Chalamet after twenty twenty one? Is he good? I fucking love this question. Is he good? Is he bad? What what are we dealing with? What's going so, on? My favorite story about Timothy Chalamet is that he gave like my friend's entire freshman class at college chlamydia. And oh. Oh. <laughs> when I watched, oh, we are definitely getting sued. Um, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly gave a bunch of people chlamydia at NYU. Um, Who can say? <laughs> they say in Timothy Chalamet gave a whole bunch of students at NYU chlamydia. They say, they say, they say it. It's all over Reddit. Like my friend posted it everywhere when she heard about this. Holy but, shit. Um, Anyway, I'm surprised y'all don't know about this. Anyway, I didn't know about this. um, (laughs) My friend said it was common knowledge at NYU. Um, I'm gonna say anyway. So every time I see him, I just think of that, and it makes me realize he's just men I knew in high school who got famous. Yeah, that's that's the best description of that guy I've ever heard in my entire life. That's all I feel. Got famous. Yeah, he's just a dude I know 
but I don't know who got famous and I don't feel any way about him as an actor. I think he's fine. He's not the worst one, but he kind of sucked it in Dune. I don't know. He wasn't my favorite in Dune. I think <laughs> well, everyone... there is a, there is a lot of safe, in Dune? safe searches on this. Uh, <laughs> I thought Zendaya uh, really carried the film in Dune when she was on screen for about 45 it seconds. It is in the movie yeah. for 20 minutes. <laughs> not even. If that. This Visions of Zendaya were in the movie for 20 minutes. <laughs> Which is know that like it's bad though when like your entire trailer is just her but then she's only in the movie for 20 minutes so they only took her scenes and then went that's the trailer yeah um, go see our movie please <laughs> um i think uh what's his face um he's gorgeous uh oscar God. isaac yeah he was great i heard i heard you know where that got that i heard an australian call him oscar isaac the other day and that just got <laughs> that bra- that brain wormed Oscar Isaac. Uh, His Oscar beard is good. incredible. And the woman who played uh, Lady Jessica, whose name I don't know. Um, but I remember. Yes. yes. Um, they're good. I just find Timothy Chalamet like edgy in a way that I would have found hot when I was 19, but I'm now 25. <laughs> I just call him I just call him a I just call him a poor Dickensian child every single time I see him on screen. <laughs> I haven't seen him in any that do anything that's like, oh my god. Like he's the next he's he's the next guy. But people Hollywood Hollywood has decided, yeah. man. I think twenty twenty one was the year that we can finally say no. I want to see you play Pip Pipperidge in like fucking great expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be really good. I don't mind him in Dune, but like Thank well, God he reason- didn't get Spider Man. Oh thank he God. It. Like he's he's good. Like yeah, he's like fine. He's fine. I'm but not he saying he's bad. The guy. I'm not yeah. going to see a movie because Timothy Chalamet is in it. No, no he's not that, that dude. No. I'm not. I'm not going to see a movie because he's in. But I think my problem with him is he thinks you should see it because he's in it, and that's like I think what alienates me from Timothy Chalamet is I genuinely think that he believes that you should see his films because he is in them. That's my energy. Also, I feel like he's gotten a lot in life because his name is Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> If his, his name sister. was just like Tim Charles, like his nobody sister. would care. His sister, on the other hand, is damn good. His sister was in, um, oh God, the Pete Davidson film. And she's also recently in uh, The Sex Lives of College Girls. She's infinitely more talented than her brother, which is also yeah, he she. Was, he was in, uh, she was in King of Staten Island. Yeah, she plays um, the uh, sister's best friend. So like, she's just in the film a couple times, but like, mm-hmm. You remember so much more about that movie than anyone else, including Pete <laughs> Davidson. Because I have, a, I, have, I have a very small crush on Timothy Chalamet's sister, but like, I th- so I think that's why. But she's really good in Sex Life with Called Girls, which is like Mindy Kaling's new thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, the French Dispatcher, number two. T, mm-hmm. I think both of our number twos are Judas and the Black Messiah. Correct. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about it enough. I mean, we we did a whole episode on we it. We did a but, whole episode on it. Um, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya is like immaculate in that film. It's impossible. Like he's impossibly good in that movie. He's really him. It's him. I mean, yeah, you know how we said a second ago that Timothy Chalamet wasn't that guy. Daniel Kaluuya is that guy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go see some shake. Daniel Kaluuya is in it. Doesn't matter what the fuck it is. I don't think he's missed yet. Like, I don't think there's something I can think of off the top of my head that was he's like incredibly that. talented. And yeah, he's, he's good around whatever he's in for sure. 
I mean, he was the best part of Widows, a movie that was like specifically about women being dope. He was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the show. Uh, can we just like bite the bullet? Can we make him Black Panther here? or uh can we can we also make him the main character of dune i have a much better honestly <laughs> though we were just like it's always been Daniel kaluuya like timothy chalamet never heard of him like this has always touches, been paul he touches his forehead he transforms it's like <laughs> suddenly <laughs> the paul. <laughs> paul is that masquerading powers all along i'm in i'm fucking in um <laughs> did anybody see that queen and slim movie that he was in i did it's right not the pandemic good. it's not good but okay. he is, he's good in it. He's good in everything. But it is, it is a tough hang. I'll tell you that much. It is a tough hang. It's a tough hang. Tough hang. It's a police brutality Lena Waith. movie. Didn't, Lena didn't, Waith, didn't, tough hang. didn't see 2021. Like she thought she might. But I, uh. I will say this. I've never said this on this podcast before. The worst thing that I saw in 2020 or 2021, whenever The Shy was uh. airing, there's a scene in The Shy where uh, there's an old woman who gets robbed by like a local drug dealer or like a local hood and Lena Waithe who is the director of this show and the one who writes this show put in what felt like a 15 minute scene of this black woman being literally brutalized by a drug dealer but she's like in her 90s and he's just beating the shit out of her and you see it and you're like wow that sucks and then after like seven minutes you're like wow oh my god this scene is still happening and that's when I was like you know Lena Waithe I'm out like I'm completely out on Lena Waithe and the art that she makes I was done. I was literally done. I was like, this has offended me to my core so much. We, you really got your point across the first time you punched this old lady. We didn't really have to watch it for seven minutes. And I was like, this, this is the kind of directorial decision making that I am not uh, with. And I was out on Lean Away from there. One scene, I was out. I was like, no, I'm done. No more Lean Away. I, I didn't mean for this to turn into the Lean Away segment, but we got to point out that they like, they took Master of None, and then after like several years away, they were just like, "What if we just made this an entirely different show with <laughs> Lena Waithe at the helm?" And everyone was like, "No, thank you." No. Actually, like, no, I don't know if anybody watched that. Man. I watched they it. All, Not fun. They all thought we'd forget. I think <laughs> was like, and that we would all just forget what Master of None originally was, um, and also everything around is Ian Sorry because that thing was like kind of a mess, yeah. and I don't actually know even how that resolved. Absolute mess. No and one knows how that resolved. I don't even think a Z. I don't even think Aziz knows how it resolved. It did resolve. She just said it, and he was like, "Nah." And then we just didn't talk about it anymore. Aziz Sorry is so strange to me. Like that whole thing because I'm like I. I feel I don't know like about yeah. this and I feel like that is the national instinct to be like the national instinct well, uh, I don't think you did anything wrong yeah. but not good like, yeah. but they yeah. like also kept him involved and he like shows up in the show and I think yeah. he was still involved in making it so it's like just yeah. keep just make him the star of the show we like that shit. if you're if you're gonna like, even have a minute yeah you know if also, you're, you're Netflix. Ball. Apparently, you don't care about being canceled anymore. You're like defending Dave Chappelle with your lives. Just like, mm-hmm. just point. That's keep going. Point. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, what is these? I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's just like if you're gonna like put him involved, exactly. Like, have the courage to like let him just be involved in the show. Yeah, like, just take it there. Don't give us this boring yeah. bullshit. Don't just make time. a bad show and be cancelable. <laughs> like, make a good show and be, be cancelable. Yeah, that's what I've always said. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dex, your number two of the year. Spider-Man No Way Home. We've already talked about it. 
everyone loves it it's great if you don't like it you're wrong and stupid and bad and i'll block you on twitter i promise i promise uh <laughs> all right well that's uh you, we have a whole we did a two hour two and a half hour episode on no way home uh, go and go and listen to that but number one from caitlin you're number one of 2021 Sorry, now I just want to say I don't like no, I do like No Way Home, but now I just really want to to see if Dex will block me on Twitter. Um, I just unblocked <laughs> you on Instagram like two days ago. <laughs> you're looking good. <laughs> I, thrive, I thrive on being unable to see people's profiles. <laughs> That's my, my favorite thing is when I'm blocked by someone. Oh, they think I even want to see their stuff. It's so indignant. It's so just like, Oh, I'm I, I'm too good to look at your stuff. That's what I. My favorite moment of my whole life is when someone came up to me and was like, "Hey, I'm sorry we've been fighting. I unblocked you on Instagram, and I got to genuinely say in good faith, I didn't even notice." <laughs> and that was like one of my favorite. I hope they felt stupid. I was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. I didn't even. I didn't see." I don't even um, think about you at all. And their face, it was just oh, so good. Anyway, just okay. Thanos, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Sorry, we were having a fight. Um, <laughs> okay, um, my first one is, and I think it's because it's just near and dear to my heart. I'm a big musical theater geek. Um, I think this is one of the best musical theater things that have come out, and it's probably not what y'all think. I liked In the Heights. It's not In the Heights. Um, I think they kind of messed up Lynn Manuel Miranda's play, actually, a little bit. But um, I have reasons for thinking that, to support that. I just think because I've seen the musical, I wasn't a fan. But um, Tick, Tick, Boom, Andrew Garfield is actually an amazing musician. His voice is really, really good in it. And also telling the story about Jonathan Larson, who has passed away um, and fixing a musical that was, I think, a trouble musical for a really long time. I think people don't understand what Lin-Manuel Miranda did to fix that musical, but he totally rewrote the entire um, script and changed the order of pretty much every song to reconstruct the musical to kind of make sense and tell the story better. So- Was well, really Boom, I, I, I see it every single day and I keep telling Caitlin, like we have to watch it, but- I like, need to watch it. I plan on doing it. It's yeah. so good. Year of Andrew Garfield, by the way, but um, oh, yeah, but I'm yeah. so happy for his redemption arc as an actor. Like, did not miss. Yeah. yeah, he's did just not killing miss. it. He's killing it. Um, so yeah. Tick Tick Boom was. I thought it was the. So Tick Tick Boom was a musical before yes. this movie. Okay, so, that makes more sense. So it was Jonathan Larson who wrote Rent. Um, before he wrote Rent, he wrote this musical called Tick, Tick, Boom to try to get funding to write Rent. Tick, Tick, Boom is kind of an objectively horrible musical. <laughs> basically, it, it's not good. And Lin-Manuel Miranda basically turned it into, I think, one of the best movie musicals we've seen this year. Wow. I, refuse, I refuse to see West Side Story because Ansel Elgort is Uh-oh, a bad next. man. He's a bad man. Um, it's so, not on my list. Thank God. I didn't put it in my top five. But I, he's a bad I'm, man. I don't want to watch I'm it. I'm a bad person i'm sorry it's okay you're allowed to like it i don't really i think there are people like rachel zegler who are amazing in it and like uh ariana debose deserves all the praise she's getting i just refuse to see it but i think of the musicals i have seen this year it's the best one so yeah, I, and it's also like a semi-autobiographical musical like i was right? gonna it's say isn't it like, about his life right don't they talk about, a, about like him passing in the movie yes 
Okay. Uh, yeah, because he passes away of a sudden aneurysm on the opening night of Rent, um, which is actually really interesting because everyone thought he died of AIDS because he writes so extensively about the AIDS epidemic. He did not die of AIDS. He was actually, uh, I don't think he ever had AIDS. Um, but all of his friends basically within a one year period died of AIDS. And that's what rent is essentially about being the person that like survives basically a plague where no one actually cares that your friends are dying. What a, Um, what, sorry, but what a completely foreign Yeah. What a crazy story. If you, if you haven't ever looked at Jonathan Larson, I've looked up his Wikipedia because like, what is this about? Crazy. I didn't know that he had passed like that. That is just a wild turn of events. You love musicals. They have, they do an ode. There's a song in the show that's an ode to Sunday in the Park with George. And they bring back basically everyone who's ever been involved in like a Sondheim Jonathan Larson piece. So like ben, uh, Bernadette Peters is in that, um, in that little montage. So it's pretty much the entire cast of Hamilton. Um, so it's like basically a bunch of people if you're interested in musical theater. So worth seeing because it's definitely a musical film for people who love musicals so how pissed would you be if you wrote one of the most renowned musicals of all time and it died i guess so i bet i guess like yeah i guess that's i'd be pretty pissed, I'd be, pissed. I'd, be pissed. I'd be like i'd get up i'd get i'd get upstairs or downstairs and be like why come on i know you bitches <laughs> The irony is also a musical about your survival. Like it's about him like documenting the deaths of all of his friends. And it's like, ah, you don't even get to watch it be documented basically. Yeah. Like my favorite part of that story though is how like I, I don't remember if it was like the first showing of rent or whatever, but they were like going to just sit and like just read it kind of quietly or whatever, like passively. And then as they got into it, they were just like fucking belting it because everyone loved it so much and they were like so passionate about it. So it's it's a hard musical not to just like like great story too i can't wait to watch this movie i need to get on it i key recommend also vanessa hudgens is good in it my queen yeah she's really good in it you say that like she's not good in everything she's a problematic queen (laughs) the princess which is not a good series (laughs) and i'm going to die on the hill that that should not be continually remade (laughs) i don't know why we're on the third where she has another twin like there's a fourth twin that's because she's Vanessa Hudgens and she can play even more people. That's what we need. I don't understand how we stand a problematic queen. Um, yeah, outside of one Instagram live Instagram story that she shouldn't have done, people are she hasn't guys people are gonna die come on people are gonna die i mean to be fair she was right (laughs) she was ahead of the curve baby the cdc just said the same shit (laughs) i really want to make one of those cdc says memes now that just says cdc says people are going to die cdc says you know what vanessa hudgens was on some shit yeah uh all right teach number one all right, uh, this is where I'm going to cheat. I have two answers here. Uh, easily the two best shows on TV at the moment. I uh, could not differentiate between which one I love more. One of them I've been talking about on this podcast for months is Secession. It's the best show on TV. It's so um, it is, it is. It doesn't really have a close second tier, except for my second show, which is Snowfall. It is the best show on TV as well. Y'all need to be watching <laughs> Snowfall. It is fucking incredible. Uh, Damson Andrus at the center of this show is the guy. I'm giving you the stock early, guys. He hasn't tried, gone to do movies yet. You are going to see this man in your favorite movies. He's going to be incredible. 
he is an incredible actor. Snowfall, one of the best shows on TV. They're I think that Secession and Snowfall both just gave us their best seasons on shows that were already way ahead of the field in terms of quality. They just gave us their best season. I I am I am begging my two podcast co-hosts to watch these shows. Yes. So that the next year we are watching these shows together. And shout out to everybody who worked on Secession and Snowfall <laughs> because they that is fucking quality content. I can't wait to have them both back in my life. That's my number one choice. Tom in the third season. I don't know how to Tom. Incredible. <laughs> I just can't believe that this season of Secession was my favorite. Every season of Secession, I'm like, that was incredible. They can't do better than that. And then no. the next season, I'm like, oh, shit, that was incredible. I think that they did better. But they and won't all, do better again. Thank you. All I want to be is Siobhan. Like, I live my whole life to now be her. I want to be as horrible as she is <laughs> and as brilliant. Like, I want to hurt everyone I love in the way that she does. Is that the one and, that's thick? Yeah, she's thick. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Snook. Uh, this is, is the only thing I know about Succession. Fine as hell. One of them is thick. Yeah, well, I, I just can't wait. Y'all, it will not take y'all long to realize Marcus, who we had on our last episode, is in the middle of his Succession watch. He is in season one, and he has sent me maybe 98,000 text messages about his experience watching season one. Exactly. Mostly about how that takes so long to watch the show. It's a very easy show to get addicted to. You realize the quality of the writing pretty immediately. Uh, it is the best show on TV. It's just fucking love. So I didn't my, think it'd be hysterical. It's so funny. Like, oh I didn't expect it to be funny because it doesn't seem like it would be, but it's like one of the most laugh out loud funny shows I've yes. watched. It time. should not be funny, but every episode, somebody will say something that will literally make you spit your drink out. Every episode. The uh, the best show on TV is The Righteous <coughs> Simpsons that's coming back in a couple. So, watch your mouth. Uh, that is coming back. <laughs> that's true. I need to, I, I only watched a couple episodes of season What? Five. The Righteous Gemstones. It's basically about like uh, TV evangelists. My mom, uh, terrible. <laughs> My mom doesn't like that show. It makes her upset, so I'm not allowed to watch it. Ran and Stimpy, like you're not allowed to. Like... <laughs> your mom just burst into your house in New Orleans. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I tried to watch a Jerry Falwell documentary, and she like, because I'm visiting with them right now, and she was like, "You need to turn that right off." And I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no good person, right Jerry off. Jerry Falwell. Yeah, I'm not uh, on your team. No Saint Saint Falwell. <laughs> she gonna let you watch the Way Down documentary? <laughs> it's funny because she doesn't agree with them politically at all, but she's all like, "But we don't speak ill of people that are in the house of the Lord." And I'm uh, like, oh, "Yeah, absolutely, we don't." <laughs> Apparently, we don't. <laughs> house of the Lord. That is a that is a, that's anti cancellation. Like, just be Christian and you can't be canceled. That's that's a that's how Kanye's doing it. I totally, <laughs> I totally understand now. Oh, man. Uh, like I said about Suggestion, I'm going to watch it all tonight. <laughs> got that 30 hours of incredible content. Actually, 29 it. hours of incredible content. Watch oh, it what, what is I'm, Snowfall even on, by the way? FX. It is on FX, but it's also on, it's on Hulu. Okay, okay. It, hey. is another, it is another show that will grab you pretty immediately. But just know that the first season of Snowfall, while great, is the my least favorite season of Snowfall. And the most recent season of Snowfall is my favorite season of Snowfall. So it even gets better. I think that's true of Secession, too. The first season, Me too. second Me too. season, second best, third season, first best. Marcus is finishing the first season. He 
he just he's like on episode eight of the first season. He's just like, this has been so incredible. And in my brain, I'm just like, you have no idea where this show is. It also going. just gets so much weirder. It starts getting so <laughs> crazy. Like, it's really strange. It keeps showing uh, the toes. It we, keeps showing the toes. I might just whatever about I've watched a couple episodes of Secession. My my whole thing was is uh it was at the start of the pandemic when everybody when the second season had just come out and I was like, oh, I can just binge this. Uh, and then I realized how bad of people they were and how much I did not like them. And I was They're like, the worst people for my mental health, I cannot watch this. You're not going to like anybody on this show, but you're going to love every moment of the show. I love Jerry. I think Jerry's a good woman. <laughs> I will say this, like, my favorite, like my favorite meme, friend. my favorite meme going around, around is, are you a sicko? Are you a sicko is a great meme. Sicko? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. My uh, my number one is uh, we talked about this movie, and some people like obviously it kind of came with some controversy in the in the it was the controversy in the Oscars, uh, but I, I don't like it for that reason. Uh, the 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 father is probably one of the best movies that I. It's not the best movie of that Oscars season, but it's the best movie I think I've seen in this calendar year. Um, to me. I just, yeah. I, the style, the house, how that works stylistically and how it's basically how they took a stage play and actually translated it to the screen well. And you were able to watch it instead of being like, oh, this feels like a play. But like it, it, it was really cool. I think, I think his performance, um, Anthony Hopkins' performance is riveting. Obviously, he won the Oscar, but like, I think it's riveting, but I think the way that they were able to write that and how I think it's probably the scariest movie I think I've seen of 2021 for sure. I haven't watched it. It is horrifying. If like I'm not selling this movie great, but like it is, it is genuinely. It's about a man uh, going through dementia or Alzheimer's, and he he's just, it's just disorienting. He's like disoriented in this space. Like people come in and out. He he jumps through time periods. The way that they show dementia, I think, is better than anything else that they've done in the in on screen ever. This is also on my list. I gotta watch this. Yeah, because you you feel like he does in the movie. You like are so disoriented that it's Mm -hmm. it is haunting. It's a very very haunting movie, and it it stuck with me for a very long time. So for that, I think that is so far my uh, best of. Well, I guess it will be my best of twenty twenty one. It's also apparently written by a man with my last name. So go Florian Zeller. Yeah, hey. And it was, I think it was his first feature film too. He just, it was like he made this play and then wow. he's like, all right, I'm yeah, he wrote the play too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From Le Père. Yeah, you watched really The good. Father before the Oscars, right? Uh, wait, I don't remember if I've seen this movie. So I'm Anthony Hopkins. Maybe I haven't. I don't think Olivia I saw Coleman. This. I don't think I saw this. Olivia Coleman is in this movie too. Mm-hmm. I need to watch this. I love Olivia Coleman. I'm actually watching. The Lost Daughter uh, this weekend. I've heard amazing things. Olivia Coleman is a fucking queen. Give her all the awards. We love Olivia Coleman on this podcast. Also, justice for Maggie Gyllenhaal, who did nothing to you people. Y'all are all just asshole. Hey, listen, all those jokes are true. Gyllenhaal's directorial debut is Yes, Yes, she directed this. That's cool. And And apparently apparently it's it's unflinching and uncompromising, which are two of my least favorite words that critics use. But but everyone is using it, which must mean that there's some wild shit happening in the center of this film. I can't can't fucking wait. 
Oh, doesn't that have what's her face in it with bangs, 50 shades of gray? Dakota Johnson. Um, yes, yeah. Dakota Bang. Johnson. Bangs. Yes. Uh, all right. So that is my number one. Uh, Dex, I think we know what your number one is going to be because you wrote an article about it. Yeah. Speaking of people in 50 shades of gray, <laughs> Belfast is my number one movie of the year. I fucking love that movie. I A movie that three people have seen, by the way. This is really okay. None of us have seen it. Actually, I feel like it made more money than the last two. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> so, I always but, know about the last duel though because Ridley Scott threw such a fit that no one saw it, and no I one saw like, his movie. And now I'm like, I'm still never gonna see it. Now you made it worse. <laughs> He's gonna put it out on TikTok, and then everyone can see it. Yeah. <laughs> what if he did? What if you have a full feature like film on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> on three Sorry. minute segments. <laughs> Sorry. You're good, bro. Uh, so yeah, Belfast. It's about. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. He grew up in Northern Ireland during the Troubles of the 1960s. <laughs> I'm already in on this. I'm already in because it's called the Troubles. That's amazing. <laughs> Man, that joke, that joke he made about Notre Dame the other day was so bad and so good at the same time. Uh, I was like, this is trouble. Which this connects trouble? with like eight people. <laughs> Which <laughs> trouble are we talking about in Ireland? The troubles. That's incredible. The troubles in Northern I Ireland. Don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah. So basically, I don't remember who was the aggressor in the situation, but they were Protestants and they were Catholics, and they were like just killing each other in the streets for some reason <laughs> in Northern Ireland. And this uh, all happened on Young Kenneth Branagh's block. Basically, <laughs> it jumped off. Yeah. And so him and his family eventually left Northern Ireland. That's why you know who Kenneth Branagh is now. But anyway, so <laughs> this movie is semi-autobiographical. It's not like actually his life story or anything. It's just kind of inspired by it. But it's an 11-year-old kid. His first acting performance in anything ever, Jude Hill, he's fucking incredible. Uh, but yeah, it's just about him kind of being a child realizing what the fuck is going on in the troubles and then his family making the decision to leave like it's actually like really funny and heartwarming in a way which i did not expect at all it's also like in black and white for the most part there's a couple scenes that are in color which is like a little bit of a spoiler what they are but anyway um so yeah there's a few scenes that are in color mostly in black and white it looks gorgeous all the adults are fucking fantastic in it. Um, like I mentioned, Jamie Dornan, who was uh, Christian Bondage Grant man. 50. <laughs> it is I, Bondage Man. Yeah, he was good. Uh, I forget what the woman's name was. It's European. I don't even know how to say it, really. But <laughs> she was incredible in it. Uh, Judy Dench was in it as uh, the kid's grandmother. She was incredible. But the star of this, the whole thing is Jude Hill, the 11-year-old. Like I said, never acted in anything else before. There's no way you'd be able to tell. He was, like, funny when he needed to be. He was, like, you could feel him being afraid of things. like, And it felt, like, genuine and good instead of, you know, most kids are pretty shitty actors. Yeah. And we just accept it because it's, like, they're kids. We're not going to, like, expect And that's the real troubles you. is that we accept bad we expect stupid shit out of kids, and that causes all the troubles. But I want to report to COVID troubles. as the troubles. I want to say, yeah, we had a pandemic. 
No, don't the call troubles. it that. It's the, <laughs> the, troubles. Pandemic. It's the, the pandemic. troubles started in 2020. <laughs> the pandemic was really the child actors we met along the way. <laughs> it's not the pandemic. It was the unease. Yeah. <laughs> the, the unease. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jude Hill was incredible. I don't know if he'll get like an Oscar nomination. Some like that was the buzz. Like originally, obviously more stuff has come cool. out, but he was really fucking good. And that's my pick for best picture. I don't know what else would win at this point, to be honest with you. But if he did get the win for best actor, would he beat Adam O'Neill then for youngest? I I want to say yes. Uh, yeah, she was like thirteen, right? She was like thirteen, I think. So that'd be really cool. Eleven. Yeah, be they neat. filmed it when for he was like paper 10, and I think he is eleven now. So I mean, does I he ma- does he match um, what's his face from? Uh, Oh, uh, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit yeah. exceeds. He's better. Okay, well, that's hard to do. Um, also, the movie is 90 minutes long. It's like breeze. none of the barriers to entry of all these other fucking Oscar movies. Oh, that's so shocking. I hear Kenneth Branagh and I go, oh, that's five hours long. I will sit down. I think he took some out. notes from his, his his like last eight projects. They were like, you need to like... <laughs> yeah, apparently like he wrote this movie at the beginning of the pandemic because he was just like, I miss my homeland. And his friends were like, write a movie about it. And he was like, all right, so here we are. And such a strange man, though. Like- <laughs> what a wild filmography from that guy because he's like a Shakespearean trained actor. He, he wins he's the Shakespeare the- guy. Basically. Yeah, he's he a Shakespeare guy. He, he cheated he, on Emma Thompson to bang Helena Bonham Carter. Right? I mean, <laughs> hey, well... <laughs> right before shooting Harry Potter, where they were then all reunited upon that film. Oh, set. Yucky. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Apparently, like Emma Thompson now hates him, but is like on really great terms with Helena Bonham Carter, which I'm like, Wait, like I mean, that, power. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah. My uh, name is Paul, that's between y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a wild filmography because he'll do all these Shakespearean like trained things. He like, Henry the fifth Hamlet like much ado about nothing all this stuff but then he's like just Disney has him by the balls where they're like you're gonna do a Thor movie and you're gonna do this terrible uh what's it called uh not Percy Jackson your Artemis Fowl movie that like (laughs) yeah he directed Artemis Fowl like oh no murder on the Orient Express like (gasps) he's just he just That's has right. He did Jack Ryan. <laughs> he's, the, he's the new uh, uh, Plural, right? Yeah, like, so Plural. he's about to do the Gal Gadot. Uh, Death on the Nile. Death on, yeah. Yeah, that sounds kind he's of a okay. weird, weird, interesting career. But um, he also likes directing and starring in movies all the time. He didn't do that for Belfast, but. That's his move that he directs he the shit like, and is the star. The actual movie that's actually maybe a little bit about me, I shall not be in. For but everything else. <laughs> Great call out of him because it was an incredible film. Uh, like, so did we all leave Dear Evan Hansen off of our list? Dear yeah, Evan Hansen is a film I hate with a burning passion. I fucking hate that <laughs> so, film. Also, so the fact that Julian, Julian Moore in her song goes, and he saw that truck. And I think about that. And- <laughs> I think about that pronunciation every day. I think about it nicely. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Dex knows. I haven't seen it. it. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it causes me physical pain every time. I 
Sorry. I just think about them resurrecting the dead kid for a song. With- <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, and that's the best scene in the movie somehow. <laughs> like, and then, because, oh my God. And like, because Col- Colton Ryan's actually good. But like, Jesus fucking Christ, he also looks 45 years old. And like, that's the thing. He's, he's not that old. They him into a child's body. They CGI'd him, as in like, they took the technology that they use for like Captain America to make him look emaciated. And then they didn't. <laughs> Wait, did they I really? Think- no, but oh. they just put a wig on him and then said this works. Sprayed but him down. He's like wet. So he weird. He looks so sweaty. The empire. Uh, all right. So um, my honorable mentions really quickly. Uh, it's just a really throwaway movie. Uh, the map of tiny perfect things on Amazon is yeah. very cute. Like if you love like a teenage rom, if you're a sucker for a teenage rom com like me, that's that's on Amazon. Uh, Ryan the Last Dragon was immaculate. It looked awesome. incredible. Um, uh, the Suicide Squad was actually fun. Like, no way that movie should have been good. It was actually pretty good. Shang-Chi had a blast. I almost put that on my list. I really enjoyed Same. that film. Um, Same. Uh, Pig? No one has seen Pig. But have y'all heard of this? Everyone yeah. said it's good, and it has like 98% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's, it, that's the Nick Cage one, right? Nick Cage is yes. back, baby. It's so weird. It is so weird. Like they, the Nick Cage of songs. But Nick Cage is not just making a movie about Nick Cage, and I don't understand. I, I'm down. I'm so down. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Um, I actually, like, watching that movie, I expect fully will make me go back and watch all the other Nick Cage movies like, after yeah. I see it. I'm totally in. I'm 100% in. Uh, they did a terrible job. It never came out, really. You can find a stream of it also. I think you probably rent it, but um, it, like, uh, it, like, made it seem like it was this John Wick style sort of thing and it's just not that it's mm. it's a it's a it's a real like I hate to do this it's an exploration about loss and trauma <laughs> and, and everything uh-huh. within within this film but it's also just surrounded by this weird just underworld dark sort of thing it's just it's a strange movie but like you watch it going like I can't stop looking at Nick Cage do whatever it is he's doing he's he's incredible like i understand why people are like like actors are always like i love nick cage that's why like he just goes he's he's never he's never not going for it in whatever whatever movie he's in i'll i'll give that to him he may not be good but he's doing it Um, and then let's see uh, real quick it it didn't come out i think it bridged 2020 2020 and 2021 um Normal People on Hulu is one of the saddest and most cathartic things that I've ever watched in my entire life. It the is, book is very good. It is genuinely like heartbreaking and it is worth watching if you're in just, just a movie. I, all one night, it's like nine hours. I did it all in a day. Um, and also- Sally Who yeah. wrote that book is maybe one of the best authors out right now too. Yeah, so. it's, a weird, it's a weird look at like, a weird look at like a relationship over the course of like 10 years i think it's actually really yeah. cool um okay. and then finally the harry potter documentary that just came out made me cry i'm not gonna lie oh, i didn't see it yet. it was so good always, always it was so good um yeah so i, I didn't think that in 2021 or 2022 now i would have to fight so hard to keep harry potter out of my life like just every every single thing in my life <laughs> 
It's just like, you need to watch all the Harry Potter movies again. You need to read all the Harry Potter books. You got to watch the documentary. I'm just like, what? why are we doing this? What's and happening? then you have to watch the game show that they have now. Oh, that sucked. Oh, we watched an, we an episode of it. It's awful. It's terrible. So bad. Don't fight it. Like, pick, which, pick which couch uh, Hermione's life got ruined on. And you're like, I don't remember yeah. this. Who would? Like... Also, it's a I bunch of Disney adults. Past this. I thought I had beaten the Harry Potter allegations, but apparently I have not. Allegations? Yes. Did you kill Harry Potter? Like, I what did. are people accusing you? <laughs> <laughs> They're accusing me of being a person who should watch Harry Potter. Who has never watched Harry that. Potter. Don't watch it. It's I, I've seen all the movies twice, but... Wow. I'm about to go back through the movies for probably the fourth or fifth time. I love Harry Potter. Yeah, Kaylin and I, I, have I, a good time. I my wife, my <laughs> wife and I are about to do a rewatch for sure. I don't uh, fight it. I'm about right. to reread the books. I'm in. Uh, any honorable mentions from y'all? I had a couple. Luca was amazing. Didn't include him on my list. Uh, Vacation Friends, a very small comedy was so funny. That's I John Cena, Vacation right? Friends. I love John Cena. I love Lil Ra Howery. It was a perfect it was perfect. Uh, also, let John Cena be funny. I've said that on this podcast before. Uh, don't He's look a up riot the- in that, man. He He's was like, so funny, man. They just let, let him be funny. Like, let John Cena be funny. Let John Cena He's like doing cocaine and like and running around with his dick out. Like, he's just the, like. The whole movie is insane, but John Cena is just bringing it, throwing 100 miles an hour for the whole movie. It's so much fun. A very easy movie to watch. It's like an hour and a half. Uh, smoke a blunt and watch Vacation Friends when you're bored. It'll make you smile, guaranteed. Uh, Don't Look Up, which we're going to talk about in third places tomorrow, so I won't talk about it. And House of Gucci, which I mentioned before. Fucking love House of Gucci. I am a stand for House of Gucci. I am a Ridley Scott stand. Uh, love House of Gucci, but I didn't put it on my list. House of Gucci would have been an I also meant to say No Time to Die was way better than it had any right coming together and being the James Bond. No Except time. Rami Malek. I have fun so Rami was not. I Rami Malek never, is awesome. I've never seen a James Bond film in my life. You're fine. Um, There's only like yeah. 25 of them. Yeah, like I don't want to. And like, especially when I found out that they said that Pussy Galore was a converted lesbian, I decided this was not a series I had any business Oh, being. the very first ones are very like, outdated, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but those are made like in the 60s, though. They're, they're like extremely old. You watch the first Daniel Craig one. He is whooping so much ass in that film. Holy shit. Killing dudes like with his bare hands. It's nuts. Oh, I, 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 I gasped. I audibly gasped. I said, I didn't know James Bond was, was fucking beating the shit out of people. I thought James Bond was like a spy who had sex and yelled at women and like went on about his day. I didn't know he was beating the hell out of everybody, but the new James Bond's fucking awesome. Oh, but I have a... A couple honorable mentions. Do it. Okay. Girls 5 Eva, hilarious. Tina Fey, very good. Um, has like Busy Phillips in it. Uh, Sarah Bareilles. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Re- Sarah Bareilles Axe? Re- yeah. Renee Elise Goldsberry is in it. And um, someone else whose name I don't know. But anyway, very good about a girl group that had one hit single and then gets back together in their 40s. Very good. Um, Made, which was a Netflix mini series. Yeah. That was oh, really brilliant. Yeah. And like, I just think was one of the hardest watches of my year, but really sad really, as shit. So like, sad. So sad. It's so sad. It never gets better. Andy McDowell is phenomenal in it and her daughter and her, like the fact that it's also literally, they are actually mother and daughter, I think like adds a lot to it. Um, Cruel Summer on Hulu was good. 
it reminds me of pretty little liars mm-hmm. but like better like actually like a pretty little liars had like good directing um and then my last and then i didn't put secession but secession and then wandavision i'm shocked no one said yeah. WandaVision. Like I, early 2021 wandavision was awesome I wandavision and also loki, loki. Yeah, we're, we're almost made my list as well. One of, yeah. Those are the two ones that I would have probably put up there. But I, yeah. I loved Invincible extremely more than all of, all of those. To be That's clear. valid. Man, Invincible was the best MCU show out. That's crazy. It's not MCU. <laughs> yeah, it's not MCU. It's not even DC. Man, either. Invincible was so good. You know, we didn't even talk about it. If you haven't seen it, it is really like, it's the one show, that and the boys that like. The boys. The boys, which the boys. season three is coming out soon but uh, I to watch season two when I, when omni man is beating the shit out of his own son it's bro crazy incredible content uh dex any honorable mentions besides uh house of gucci yeah we've already talked about how i'm a bad person who saw west side story twice but i saw it twice and i loved to build triumph i'm sorry west side story. Al Gore money man he was a fucking uh, he dude. already got it he's not getting points yeah. on that box I mean, office hey <laughs> Also, I was one of like 75 people who saw that movie. <laughs> a little more than last duel, Fair. but not I feel many. Like, I, I feel like it's fine because Ariana DeBose getting money, even if he gets money, it's all Also, good. shout out to Paul Tay as well, the GOAT costume designer. Like, give my man his Oscar. Um, the, all right. So real quick, or not real quick, we got time. Um, worst things so far that we've watched, if y'all have any. For 2022? For 2022? For, no, 2021. Pre, last year. Last year. What was some of the worst that... Lamb. Yeah. Lamb. Lamb. You watched Lamb? Lamb. Lamb? I didn't watch Lamb. Yes. Let's slander Lamb together right now. <laughs> Dude, I, I was so angry, bro. I was fucking pissed. I couldn't believe that this movie was that fucking stupid. I went in expecting like this really creepy like existential horror film situation. Damn. Like we were about to get like fucked up. Nah, bro, we just chilling like a little lamb, human baby thing, and this random Scandinavian family, and then it like just ends, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> when that movie ended, which I was hating the entire time, when they Awful. finally got to the end, I said, wait, that's how the movie ends? I could have thrown my TV through the wall. And that it was a waste was... of. That's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. I fucking. A twenty four movie. Shit. I love A twenty four. Big, big, uh, big trash with Lamb, and also the Green Knight was big trash. Oh, it looked fuck great, the though. Green Knight. it looked great though, it looked amazing, but it was extreme trash. It was big trash, garbage. I, I don't remember any of the Green Knight, but I know I've seen it. It's I don't trash. know a single thing about it except garbage. It, I blacked out, like, like, not even like I was drunk, I just like literally, I think, zoned out midway and then don't remember a single thing about it. There shouldn't it be any trash. movies that require you to do the reading before class. That's the that, problem is I was like, do I have to read Sir Gowan in the Green Knight? That like, should not really? be a thing. <laughs> I avoided that in English classes. Like I got my degree without having to read Sir Gowan. <laughs> Why would I do this now? Uh, so yeah, my praying on their downfall list for 2021 movies is Lamb, The Green Knight, and Licorice Pizza. Fuck all of those movies. Needs and to- Power of the Dog. Power of the I, Dog. That was, I, I, I got to go back and change my score on that. I gave it a C just because of how good it looks. Man, that's so boring. It was so boring. <laughs> it was fucking whack. <laughs> just whack the whole time. Like, 
I don't, I don't like being the film review guy. That's just like, Oh, this didn't hold like, but it didn't, it didn't hold my attention. And I was at home. I didn't have any other Stop. stimulation. <laughs> nothing. Like I was just like, like, Oh man. Um, I also, want that to be of, this year's Irishman where he gets nominated for like the most Oscars and everyone shows up and then wins nothing. I want them all to just, just sit, sit there, there the entire fucking night and get nothing. That's what they deserve. Um, my look speaking of reading speaking of reading before class uh it wasn't the worst thing it isn't the worst superhero movie i've ever seen eternals was boring man that shit's sick. <laughs> oh that shit's the further i get away from that movie the more and the more like criticisms i've heard about it like yeah there's a bunch of people on here because it's directed by a woman and like i mean it, that has nothing to do with it like it is just boring doesn't it though no i'm talking about, i'm talking about for me like like there's a bunch of people online that call it the worst movie they've ever seen it's not but yeah, it's, no, it's not that bad they're just lying but it's, it's just, just like, boring it is just boring it is a boring movie which uh, i guess I like nomadland to... was boring too but like it was still That's a good true. movie also nomadland was big trash but we don't have to agree to disagree on this wait a minute i'm going, I'm going, to, I'm going to add uh, two uh, Warner Brothers heavily slandered movies from this podcast. I'm going to add Space Jam 2 and The Matrix is two of the worst things I saw. Oh yeah, I was going to say I, also the, all the little things. <laughs> all the little The little uh, things, the little things on HBO Max I put is the worst movie that I've seen this year. Defund <laughs> Rami Malek. It's over. We're done. Defund. He's, he's done. He's done. He distribute his wealth. I want him gone, bro. Retroactively I, I, give his Oscar done. to Bradley Cooper like it should have been the first fucking Facts. time. How will he make more clones of he and Pete Davidson? How will he do it? <laughs> he's going to oh. be in the next Christopher Nolan movie, so he's we got need, one more chance. We he's need got one more. chance. If he ruins a Christopher Nolan movie, I'm never going to forgive this movie. We need more men with Steve Buscemi eyes. What will we do <laughs> if we don't have him? Oh, no. My only thing is I didn't like as much. Okay, did you guys see American Crime Story the first season that was on OJ? Yeah, yes. I tried to watch Impeachment though, and I it, fell completely out of it. OJ Simpson was brilliant. Like it was like one of the best things that was ever made. And then like yeah, Impeachment was just rough. Wait, which y'all so didn't like uh, noted Baylor Baylor alum Penn and Star getting some uh, getting some spotlight. Oh, in well, that part, it's very exciting to I see Star called out as gold. <laughs> But one of the things, like, I don't know, they make Monica seem, like, way worse than what she was in it, which is, like, super strange. Is like, she was, like, heavily involved. <laughs> She's a producer. Well, but she did it! There's still some, like, really weirdness with how, like, they painted Bill Clinton, I guess, is kind of, I think, part of my issue is they don't want to really address that he was a problem. But, yeah, they like, made Monica like, just look like a stupid child, basically. They did. Like, really? I don't know. I don't know how she did this to herself because she's such a capable, intelligent woman, but she comes off as if like she had no brain. And like, yeah. and I don't think that's what happened. Every interaction that she has with Bill Clinton, you're just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're like, oh my God, how are you? Well, and she just comes off as whiny, which it's like, if you actually listen to Melinda Tripp, like calls, she's not like that at all in those calls. I think it's a really unfair characterization. Also, but- I'm just not a big... I. I say I'm not a big, I am an anti-Sarah Paulson person. Like, I just can't, I can't handle her on screen. She was good as Linda Tripp, though. She but stopped, I was just, I'm just uncomfortable. She, she has weird dating habits, but she is a great actress. I just she's weird, but she's great. 
and Beanie like Feldstein. they focused it on Linda Tripp, and it was just so boring. I was like, nothing's happening. They oh, are Linda they... Tripp. She's mayonnaise. Like <laughs> she's not a person. She's like literally just the blandest egg person. If ever. impeachment had come out like before Donald Trump became president, this might have been fire. But yeah. now I'm just like, bro, this shit is so regular. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think we did like, it twice. Y'all are on like, see, yeah, y'all are on the first season still. I think Beanie Feldstein is my really big issue with impeachment, though, because like I think she's part of the issue where Monica comes kind of whiny and like weird, where you're just like, mm. but yeah. Oh uh, man, anything else terrible that we've seen? Tiger King too. Just kidding. No one saw it. No one saw it. So. <laughs> I didn't see that shit. The first episode of You Season 3. Wackest shit ever. Hey, honorable mention Squid Game was actually genuinely very good. Oh, and- yeah. That's true. Most of it. Until That's the very true. end. Until the very end. But like, I just totally forgot Squid Game happened. <laughs> everyone did. Everyone did. Everyone talked about oh, it for right. a week. And then everyone, for, as with Netflix shows. But it's amazing. It was, but and it they was dumb as shit for like 80% of it. You know how Game of Thrones started out as like really good and then like got fucking great and was like the greatest shit of all time then the last yeah. season was fucking garbage they squeezed all of that into, into like one, one season <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like when squid game was right and high it was right and high and it was like it was better time was before the omicron variant <laughs> oh. Oh, man. they want to do a sequel and i'm like with what with him with red hair i don't yeah, know what are we doing we have asked on this podcast for them to kill that sequel right now we know it's not going to happen but if we have any sway netflix if you're listening please do not give us a squid game sequel we do not want it we do not they're talking it. about a season three already bro we <laughs> have some things alone no thank you all right anyway. uh Caitlin, can we uh, can we get you to plug your Twitter or Instagram or anything that you're working on or doing? Um, so currently everything is private or non-existent except for my Twitch. Um, so if you want to see me play um, vintage video games with a good friend of mine and a friend I think of this podcast because she's been on before, um, yeah. Kat Largent, um, you can the check us out. Yeah, she is um and then you can check us out at twitch.tv slash the koala cat um cat with a k um so yeah we stream every tuesday and wednesday right now but we're going to switch to a monday uh thursday saturday schedule what do y'all play right now we're playing through nancy drew games but we just finished grim fandango which was like a really really great time and so we mostly do like lucas art style point and click games can you uh, do me a favor? Can y'all play like uh, an old uh, Oregon Trail, please? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, we're gonna do Oregon Trail, and we're gonna die of dysentery. what do you want? Okay, dysentery. Awesome. All right, go uh, go follow them on Twitch. Uh, again, you can follow us at One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram, One Take Pod on TikTok as well, because we will sell ourselves for anything. Um, and then. You can follow us at apollohou.com slash podcast is where you can find this, but you can also find us on Spotify as well as wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go rate us on Spotify because you, if you've updated Spotify like a good little boy and girl, you can rate us five stars. That was weird. I don't know why I said that, but uh, you can rate us five stars on, on, uh, on, on Spotify as well as uh, Apple Podcasts. So go do that. And uh, thank you so much, Dex. What are we continuing to do? We got to wish uh, our girl a happy birthday. 
Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Just turned 26. We out here. Still the young goat. You know, it is what it is. Uh, she's got a bunch of shit coming in 2022. Don't worry, darling. It's coming soon. Obviously, we're going to get more Yelena content in the MCU because she fucking stole the show in Hawkeye. I need it. He's incredible. And nothing from Zach Braff. Nothing. We will not speak of him. <laughs> We're not fucking up these Disney checks. Yeah. Fuck that. No controversy whatsoever. All right. Go do all that. Thank you so much for liking, subscribing, and downloading. We're out. I wonder where I've been all my life. I started at the end. Waiting tables, waiting for something to change, but I can't do this shit again.